Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. I'm Anthony Kent, and it's a real pleasure to welcome you. Whether you're a pastor or involved in ministry in your local church, wherever you're doing ministry, Ministry in Motion is for you. We have a special topic today, emotional intelligence, a tool for love and leadership. Our guest today is Delbert Baker. Delbert, welcome. Good to be here. Delbert, we're, we're so delighted that you're on the program. You're a very significant man in the Seventh-day Adventist Church. You're a vice president. You've been a president of a university, Oakwood University, and it's a privilege to have you here. Thank you. Good to be here. Now, emotional intelligence. What is emotional intelligence? Well, uh, great question, and it's, it's one, of my, one of my passions. Um, basically, I, I guess the simplest way I can explain it is the words themselves. It's intelligently handling your emotions. Now, I can break that down when I say uh, handling your emotions. First of all, you have to know what your emotions are, how to identify your own emotions internally. Uh, then you have to know the impact that your emotions are having on people around you. Okay. Then you have to understand what are the emotions of the other person you're dealing with? What, what are their emotional issues that they're dealing with? And then finally, uh, not to manage their emotions, but how to relate your emotions to their emotions. How do you relate, relate together? So it's basically being intelligent about your emotions. And, and really, it is such a vital area in leadership and, and really how to love. That's why I became very much in, enchanted with the idea in the 90s. So how did you discover it? You discovered it in the 90s? Well, yeah. I, I discovered it out of need, to be quite vulnerable and frank with you. Uh, when I, uh, in my leadership, I noticed that there were a number of things that kept running into issues or problems that kept running into place after place. And I began to do some introspection, praying, uh, thinking about it, saying, what are you doing, man? I mean, well, why are you getting that kind of reaction? See, a lot of times a pastor or leader, they always, they'll blame the external, saying what I'm going through is because people don't appreciate my gifts and what I'm about and so forth. But, but I had to be a little, you know, more thoughtful than that. And I said, now listen, I saw that here, I see it here, I see it there. Why? What am I running into? I knew about the love text, I knew about uh, self-improvement, about examining yourself. But I, when I became exposed to emotional intelligence popularized by Daniel Goleman in the early 90s, I, I became really interested in the topic because I saw that as being a tool, basically, on how to self-develop, Mm -hmm. and probably more important in the Christian circle, how to show and operationalize love. Mm, yeah. So it's, it's expressing love and it's being sensitive towards the emotions, not only your own emotions, but those around you. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, it's making it a reality. A lot of things we don't pay attention to if they're not, if we don't really notice them. It's like being mindful. Mm. Uh, in, in every situation you're in, people have emotions. Yeah. But if you're unconscious and blind and caught up in yourself and what you're into, often you don't even, you don't even pick it up. You don't even see what's going on. You don't see how you're really getting uh, involved in it as well. Uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, there, there is um, a little acrostic called HALT. HALT. H-A-L-T. Okay. Okay. And it's hungry, angry, lonely or tired. All right, let's just repeat those okay. again. Halt. Hungry. Angry. Angry. Lonely. Lonely. Or tired. Tired. 
It's whenever you're in any of those states, you, you, your emotions have a tendency to be more flaring, you know, more exaggerated. So that if you're in a situation and you're one of those four, or you're noticing that someone else is dealing with that, mm -hmm. well then you, you want to be sensitive because you mm -hmm. know that things can kind of get out of hand if you're not careful. Yeah. So, so you kind of watch that and you say, okay, how do I want to handle this situation? And you're especially sensitive. Ellen White made a, a peculiar statement in one of her, in her books. She said that we need to be careful about going to board meetings and meetings after we've had a full meal. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, yeah. because, you know, we're digesting and mm -hmm. uh, we don't have the clearness of thought that we normally would have. Or even she refers to, in mind, character and personality, you know, when we're dealing with people when we're angry or, or when we're yeah. upset about something, you know. Uh, the, these are dynamic situations and many people have said things, done things that have been catastrophic, mm. you know, because they weren't aware of their emotions. And it sounds like we shouldn't go when we're hungry either. Yeah, yeah, here you go. Yeah, yeah. Now, obviously, emotional intelligence isn't a phrase that leaps out of the Bible. It's not a yeah, biblical no, term. But I'm sure there are principles that you see emerging from the biblical text that, that highlight emotional intelligence. Right. Well, you're absolutely right, um, Anthony. And I, and I should mention that there is Daniel Goleman's Institute, where I got my certification, is not uh, it's not denominational, it's not a Christian organization. Mm -hmm. uh, but the reason why I was attracted to it is because I see uh, the roots in the Bible. Uh, it's, it's all throughout the Bible. In the Old Testament, you see uh, people who are most successful, the ones who could deal with their emotions. You know, we see it everywhere from you know, Adam. We see what happened with Cain when he uh, reacted to Abel and killed him murderously, I mean, mm -hmm. because of his anger. You know, mm -hmm. we see uh, throughout, uh, we see the situation with Job, great emotions there, and then into the New Testament. But, but Job managed his emotions he marvelously well, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He, did. Yeah. he was able to direct them. Yeah. But, but you saw that he was able, but he was emotional at times, but he was able to direct it. And I think yeah. that's the key. As long as you're aware of it and you can facilitate where you want to go with your emotions, that's okay. In yeah. fact, emotions can be a great driver. I mean, they actually mm. can help you to achieve your goal. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I often allow myself in a situation where I create the context for me to have a strong desire because I emotionally want to do something badly. So I let that emotion kind of push me toward reaching my goal and to yeah. that end is good. But the, the Bible basis though um, is the Christian approach to emotional intelligence is emotional intelligence is not an end in itself. Right. Some people call it emotional, your emotional quotient. Mm -hmm. you know, EI or emotional intelligence is what I refer to. But in a Christian sense, it's all based on being like Jesus. Yeah. And it's all about a Christian or a pastor saying, you know, why do I want to control my emotions? Why do I want to be sensitive to the other person's emotions? It's because they're a child of God, because mm -hmm. I love them and mm -hmm. I want to be like Jesus. Yeah. Not so that I can manipulate them. See, there's a big difference because really, if you know EI well, mm -hmm. you know how to manage people mm -hmm. and you can handle them, yeah. you know, therefore it can be very manipulative. And, it, and so you, you want to be sure that you have the right motives in mind when you're approaching it. Yeah. It seems as though Jesus was the, the epitome of ministering through emotional intelligence. Absolutely. You know, He's a master. Yeah. EI. yeah right. Touching people with their needs to minister to them, to, not to manipulate them, as, as you were saying. Now, with, with emotional intelligence, it's connected to love? Absolutely. Explain it, that for it, us. In, in fact, it's love and leadership, as I say, that it's, it's a tool to achieve these two purposes. And 
I can better show my love towards you if I manage my emotions towards you. Mm. It's a crucial, important yeah. point. That's valuable. As we explore this emotional intelligence, there's much more to explore, and we'll be right back with more of Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is emotional intelligence, and we're exploring how that works through love and leadership. Delbert, let's explore a little further about the, the biblical foundations of emotional intelligence. Okay. Well, it's, it's a great skill, first of all, I mean, that everyone needs and everyone can use profitably. But from a Christian perspective, there really is a strong biblical base to it and why I why I want to be emotionally intelligent. Uh, you take, for example, in Luke 6, 6, on the Sermon on the Mount, Christ mm -hmm. talked about, you know, loving people who mistreat you. Right. And he talks about love your enemies. Yes. And then, you know, we see uh, in 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 7 in that area, it describes these things about patience and enduring and all these wonderful uh, traits of love. And then we see in Ephesians uh, chapter 4 and verse 15 and around 32 in that area, it, speaks about, it talks about speaking the truth in love. Mm. And then it says, putting aside all bitterness, but be ye kind one toward another. Uh, Anthony, I was, I was intrigued by that because I said, how, how do you do that? Yeah. How do you show that? And that's what got me into the whole subject. Exactly. And EI is a great way to love people, for pastors, for church leaders, for teachers, for administrators. I mean, sometimes we can be very, very hard and very uh, brusque. We can be uh, rigid and, and just pompous even if we're not mm. careful because we, we, we're into this power authority thing. And goal-oriented. Goal-oriented, you know, yeah. project over people. Yeah. But EI says, whoa, slow down a little bit here. Mm -hmm. Slow down a little bit here and see what you're doing. What's, when am I experiencing inside? How is that impacting other people? And how can I better relate, bring us together? Yeah. I mean, we've had some touchy issues in the church recently. Mm -hmm. Powerful issues. Yeah. And it was fascinating to me to look at the situation, say, how, is, how are we being emotionally intelligent in these situations on how we handle the responsibilities and the delicate issues? You see, it's one thing to have right and wrong, mm -hmm. but how we get to that point, how we do it is so crucial. Yeah, and it also appears you can have intelligence, you can have a, a high IQ, but not necessarily a high emotional intelligence. You're absolutely right. And they, there's so many studies now, uh, they've brought out that uh, what they call the heart skills, you know, the, emo the intelligence side in terms of, you know, you're a good uh, computer technician or, or whatever the case may be, or you're a good administrator, you know the books and the business, mm -hmm. but you've got poor EI skills or emotional intelligence skills, which a lot of people refer to as soft skills. Mm. Well, they found in study after study that people, all things being equal, will be much more, 80% more successful if they have EI than if they don't. Yeah. The ability to get along with people and to interact smoothly with people. I, I, if I could just say this, sure. you know, when I was president at, at Oakwood, I can recall many situations where we interviewed people, the resumes were similar, mm -hmm. and yet just the dynamism of being in the room with that person and seeing their EI skills, that person would have it hands down, all things being equal, mm -hmm because of their emotional intelligence, yeah. how they got along with people. Yeah. What kind of team player would they be? How, how would, 
how would I feel being with that person on a regular basis? It makes a difference. Let, let me ask you this. Is a person just born with emotional intelligence or is it possible to cultivate it and develop it? That's a great question. In fact, you know, studies have gone, many studies have happened on that. Uh, people have proclivities. Some people have more, I guess, more gentle personalities and some people are more driven on the other side. So one could argue that the ones who are probably more easygoing or um, I guess people-centered Mm -hmm. uh, might have more of a proclivity toward EI than others. That being said, uh, it is clearly a learned skill. Okay. Uh, you, you, no matter what state you're in, if you can get good EI skills and you can incorporate these viable principles that we just talked about there mm -hmm. into your ministry mm -hmm. and life, it can make a big difference. You know, I, I have seen pastors, colleagues of mine, skilled, gifted men, you know, and women mm -hmm. who can preach can yeah. teach, can do evangelism. I'm, I'm thinking of a person right now, outstanding evangelist, one souls, but was a, a wreck in churches. Wow. Destroyed churches. They wow. could not put the man in a church for long. I served on the conference executive committee a number of years, and I saw it time and time again. Person has skills, they can't get along with people, problems. What they really needed was some good old EI. Mm. So how do you grow it, Delbert? How, how do you develop EI? Well, that's really what a person who coaches or mentors or advises or counsels a person can really help them with. Uh, first of all, um, there needs to be a real desire. A person's okay. got to see their need. And unfortunately, that doesn't happen in the normal course of the events except when there's a crisis. Okay. If, I must confess, you know, what really caused me to be most interested in it is because I ran into a crisis in my ministry. I realized I had, had to make some changes. Wow. I, I had to make some changes. I couldn't, I had to change my style, my approach. Mm -hmm. And uh, with the prayer and Bible study, the wonderful things, but EI was a great tool. It's very helpful. So I'm saying a crisis can help bring it about. Right. So you have to have a desire. Mm -hmm. It could be an intellectual desire. You say, listen, I like EI. I want to learn more about EI and you can use it. That could be a motive. Or in a crisis situation, you're faced with an ultimatum. You've got to change your approach or you, you cannot continue to do, do what you're doing, that could be a crisis to make you do it. Mm -hmm. Once you do that, there are three components, very simply. Right. You have to have an awareness of where you are, where you are right now. Your situation. Your situation is okay. where you want to go, your right. goal. Yes. And then a simple plan on how to get there. Okay. An EI, a person who knows EI can really help you uh, to really do that, or a person who is not necessarily EI, but anyone can help you to reach that goal. So it's basically a need having a target what you want to accomplish and coming up with a simple plan of action on how to get there. But you're making that journey via love. For the sake of love, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the sense of you're not wanting to make that journey for selfish reasons, right. but to me, listening to you, you right. articulate it, it's, it's character development. It is. It's, it's, it is. it's developing the gifts and the abilities Absolutely. that may be laying dormant within a, within right. a person. Right. Yeah. And in a non-Christian setting, people may not really focus on that as much, mm -hmm. uh, but Christians really should. And that's a very good point because our motive is, is that to be like Christ and uh, sanctification and, and development. Uh, and that helps you to do that. But I'll tell you one of the things that, you know, can really help any of our listeners, uh, regardless of their position, 
if, if they're pastoral, if they're leading the church. And what I have found to be good, along with the little steps about where you are, where you want to go, and the goal to get there, uh, is, is the big A word, and that's accountability. Okay. Accountability is crucial. Yeah. In fact, studies have brought out that a person is much more successful with emotional intelligence if they have someone they're accountable to. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you how, I did, how it worked out with me. This is something I've never really shared when I was at Oakwood, but the last nine, ten years I was there, I had a private group of people that met with me on a monthly basis. We prayed together, we shared together, and they gave me real talk, real feedback on how I was coming across as a leader. They were honest with you? What was that? They were honest with you? They were honest with me. And you were the boss? And that's right. Yeah. That's right. And, but these, these people were free to do that. I mean, they felt at liberty. And that's why I selected these seven individuals, because I figured these were ones that would really tell me just the way it was. And I really tell you, Anthony, that, that was a breakthrough for me, because not only did I have my goals that I wanted to accomplish, areas that I wanted to be more sensitive to as a leader and as a Christian and as a person, but I had someone that I was accountable to. They knew what I wanted to accomplish. Mm. And so... It's one thing to say, you know, I want to be a better person. I really want to change my style, my habits. But on the other hand, if you have someone who can kind of partner with you and that helps, that that speeds the process. Let me put it that way. It speeds the process. This is a powerful point. Making yourself vulnerable in order to grow to be the kind of person that God has given you to be the potential to be powerful point. And it's, it's so crucial for pastors too. I think so much, so many times pastors need this badly as well. We'll be right back with more of Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is emotional intelligence. It's a fascinating topic as we explore how it's connected through love and leadership. Delbert, let's explore now the benefits of emotional intelligence. Describe to us how a person changes and develops, how their character develops as a result of, I guess, emotional intelligence management growing in this process. Well, I, I want to be like Jesus, really. That's, that's my goal. And I want to be a better person. And, and I want to treat people around me in a better way. Mm. The question is, how do you do that? Yeah. And when I see the wonderful Bible passages about loving and about sharing and, and being beneficent toward other people, emotional intelligence is a tool to help to accomplish that. It also is a tool to help me to be a better leader. Mm. So I'm not so driven by my goals and objectives and excellence and you know, achieving this and that. But I also want to think about people and, and what, what effect am I having on people around me. And that makes me conscious, uh, Anthony. Uh, a study was done at Princeton Theological Seminary that I thought was rather fascinating. They had a group of seminarians and they gave them a task of preaching, developing a sermon on the Good Samaritan. Right. That, was, that was their task. And half of the group was on the Good Samaritan, half of them didn't have it. So when they were finished with the little study and then impromptu, ready to give their sermons, they said, well, you have to go to another building to, to preach the sermon. Mm-hmm. Well, when they went to this other building, they passed this man on the way who was moaning, groaning, bent over in pain. And they wanted to see 
what was the impact of studying about the Good Samaritan? They found out that the people who studied about the Good Samaritan didn't stop any more than the other ones did. You're kidding me. So just reading about it, head knowledge really didn't do it. Didn't change the people. Didn't change it. But what did change, though, they found out that it was their attention span. If they were rushed, they had a tendency to go right by. But if they were more leisure and had more time, in that situation, there was more of a tendency for them to stop and to pause and to help. Which brings out a very important point. If we are mindful of ourselves, and if we can just slow down and be aware of how we're coming across and how we're impacting people, and do we really have to say what we think we always need to say and be what we always think we need to be, we have these expectations of ourselves that drive us to these insane levels. Mm. If we can kind of pull back with that, we can be more effective in whatever our field is. I mean, if you're a technician, if you're a teacher or a preacher or a business leader, no matter, administrator, whatever your position is, if we can be more mindful and compassionate toward other people, thinking I'm always, I want to love them. I want to show Jesus to them. That will help me. It's a gorgeous picture you're describing there, Del. But as, as you're un unveiling it for us, I'm just thinking of Jesus and what he did with his ministry. You know, touching lepers, healing people. Uh, Every encounter was an important one. Exactly. He had time for people. You know, he, he wasn't sort of planning a career path to get to the top. That's correct. You know, he was planning on how to minister to people. And it's really about people, isn't it? I mean, yeah. It, it's really about people. Yeah. Very much so. To me, this is the, the gorgeous benefit of emotional intelligence. You, you know, and I'll give you a little formula that I, I always like to refer to. It's called E plus R equals O. Hang on, run e, that by me, Pat. E plus R equals O. Okay. Okay. And so it's like the event happens. That's the E? E. That's e, the event e happens. Event. Okay. And then plus the R, which is my response to that event, okay. determines the outcome. All right. I think of Joni Erickson Tata, you know, when she had this beautiful young lady, when she had a great life before, and she dove off and she broke her neck in this accident when she was diving off into the water. And she was plunged into a pit of despair and despondency for, for many, many months, a couple years. And she tells her story. She says uh, she was so depressed and so everything seemed so dark and gloomy. Until finally she said, okay, the event happened, that was a bad event, but is this the only response I can take toward it, being down and negative with my emotions and feeling like God had left me and he mistreated me? But she said, then it dawned on her one day, I don't have to react to that event the way I do. Mm. And by changing her approach to that, by changing her response to that event, it made all the difference in the outcome. And as a result of her changing her attitude and really putting her faith in God, believing that God could even take a tragedy to a good end, uh, you know, she's got the great program, Joni and Friends, and she wanted to get married. She draws. She's a great speaker because of her, she changed her emotional response to something. Now, that happens with the power of God. And, and, I, and I think there's clearly a Christian, Christian approach to this mm. that's different than pure secular emotional intelligence. That God gives us the capacity, you know, to, to look at things differently and to respond to to things differently, and I think that's the key in our ministries. Mm. You know, a theme that I've picked up as, as you've been reflecting on this is the, the power of being vulnerable. When a person is vulnerable, what, what God can do with them. It's really true. You, you know, I, th I think if Jesus made himself vulnerable, 
when, when Journey was vulnerable, what, what God achieved through them. It's, it's an amazing picture. Yeah, you know, I, and, I, and I think it's so true. Uh, vulnerability is key, especially in a leadership position. And many of our viewers may you know, be involved in some type of leadership. In fact, everyone's involved in some type of leadership. But it's the ability, like you said, to be vulnerable and to be mindful of just how, how am I coming across? Yeah. I mean, what, what about asking your wife or your husband or your children or your parents or your colleagues at work, how do I come across? Yeah. You, you know, I mean, a am, am, I, am I a pleasant person to be around, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and being willing to, you know, look at that and to do an assessment and say, you know, am I willing to make a change and can I be better? And if so, how can I be better? Wow. And, and you know exactly what that's, that's about, having shared your story at, yes. at Oakwood and, and your group that you formed together there. Uh, it's, it's been a, a fantastic topic. And we're so glad that you came on Ministry in Motion. And, uh, Ministry in Motion That's and right. explored emotional intelligence. Thanks so much, Delbert. Yeah. Thank you. And we're delighted that you've joined us as well. Come and visit us on our website, ministryinmotion.tv. There you can see every program that's ever been screened, uh, Ministry in Motion. It's there waiting for you. Share it with your colleagues, your friends, other people in your church as well. You can view these programs on demand 24-7. We want you to know that we're here for you and may God richly bless you in your ministry. But join us next time on Ministry in Motion.